0: all right welcome boys and girls to another episode of the idp plus podcast i know you may have missed us uh for a couple weeks here you know the holidays and everything kind of get the best of everyone everyone's super busy uh but we all you know i know the rankings guys were putting out tremendous content in our absence so uh definitely wishing uh everyone a a happy new year and hopefully you ended your fantasy seasons on a on a high note there so uh matt welcome back we are reunited
1: oh and it feels so (laughs) good i know the season just ended so that's a little bittersweet uh, but we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about, unpack. I know this particular episode, we're going to be going back in time a little bit. We're going to talk about some of the, the calls we made. I think this was back in July uh, about specifically linebackers in this episode. Uh, yeah. But, you know, see how we did and see if we gave you some good advice. But as always, before we get to that awesome content, we got to mention our sponsors. uh, Hell Trophy yeah. Smack. Trophy Smack. They they awesome heckin gear uh, for all your fantasy championships. Uh, you can go ahead and get yourself a free ring if you use the code IDPGUYS at checkout when you get a belt or a trophy. I know there, I am just I have so much trophy smack stuff uh, in my house right now. It definitely brings definitely brings your league to the next level when you are actually playing for something. Uh, yeah, did you take home any trophy smack gear this year? um so
0: our home league switched to a trophy smack uh trophy i i upgraded because it's a very it's a 20 plus year running league so i needed a lot of space and i was checking out their trophies and the one definitely has a base for a ton of uh, names and everything. So we switched over to that. I unfortunately did not take it home, made the playoffs, but got bounced uh, uh, after the first round there. So um, I think I might be getting a ring from one of the, the sleeper leagues I joined. So I'll be excited uh, for that to arrive. But no, no trophy and no belt this year. But uh have my previous year stuff still still tucked away so
1: <laughs> heck yeah again that's code idp guys at checkout for a free championship ring with the purchase of a belt or a trophy go do it oh yeah that's, people yeah, have been going crazy, crazy for those rings yeah they've they, they going nuts, legit. So. like you feel really yeah. powerful when you have it and you have to get to earn that like it's tough it is tough <laughs> winning a league so
0: yeah, when, what we're gonna do here for you tonight is uh kind of uh review and re-rank to an extent our our tiers here. Uh we picked 20 guys last year to to sort of talk about and, and put into tiers. Uh you'll notice some bigger names missing. Uh they just they just didn't make the cut when we decided to put this list together because we wanted to give a broad enough Uh, spectrum of players to talk about, to fit into. You can see here five different uh, groupings or five different tiers of of ranking. So if we had just all the top guys, we wouldn't really be able to tier them out as easily here. So uh, people like Ernest Jones, people like Alex Singleton, who finished really high, are noticeably missing from this list. Uh, Can't say it was totally on purpose, but you know, we did have to kind of build a list of Uh, guys from all different levels of tiers that we we wanted to put put in there so just uh, a small disclaimer there um now look at this list i mean i think we did pretty darn good overall uh of course nobody's going to be perfect but um do you want to start from the top down or the bottom up what do you think
1: yeah let's start from the top down okay
0: so um guys we had uh in tier one uh, for the season were Roquan Smith, Foyer Lilikon, and Nick Bolton. Uh, I dissented on Bobby Wagner against the group, so I had him in tier one. Um, myself, I, I don't know if there we we did use a few different people, so but we're only showing me and Matt here. So um, so we had Roquan, Foyer Bolton, and Bobby Wagner. So we have here. Uh, Roquan finished eleventh. In points per game, 17.87. Uh, Foyer, number one, as you know, not a surprise to, to most of us. Uh, the number one overall linebacker in points per game at 21. Uh, these points per game, how they are are uh, being devised, I will say, is from our uh, IDEP Invitational Charity Tournament, which we run every year. So we had a record number of players and divisions this year, 12 divisions, 144 players. Um, shout out to the winner! I believe is O'Callaghan. Callahan uh, took took down the title this year. So big shout out! So if you want to get in on that next year, make sure you head over to to the website. Uh, IDPGuys.org, and there's a section uh, for the IDP Invitational to sign up for last year. So we'd love to have as many of you uh, participate. This is a free tournament. We only, you know, uh, hope that you will donate to uh, a charity. It could be of your choosing. We specifically are now officially uh, sponsored or working with uh, the Eagles Autism Foundation, uh, along with the Scott Fishbowl and Fantasy Care. So really exciting stuff for next year, but. That's all to just let you know that's where these points per game are coming from. So, if you like this scoring, you should definitely hop in there. It's offense, defense, great, great charity tournament there. So, so, yeah, we had Roquan finish at 11, 48 number one. Nick Bolton, as most people know, uh, had an injury-plagued season. So, even when he did play, though, uh, just 37th in points per game at 14, just about four, a little over 14. So, uh, even when he came back and even to start the year, you know, left a lot to be desired. So, a little miss there. Uh, and then uh, Bobby Wagner uh, finishes three on the year. So, my dissension uh, looking pretty good. Um you know, outside of the injury to Bolton, not a lot of surprises here, right?
1: Yeah, what's nice here? Uh obviously foyer with the the number one points per game and just the number one finish in general. I don't I, I am still shocked that he continues to do it. You know what I mean? Like I know I am three, too, to be honest two years ago. It's like there's no way he's gonna keep up this ridiculous pace. I think this is three <laughs> straight years in a row that he's been yeah. the number one IDP linebacker. Good on him. He's earned that money, I suppose, there uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, sitting out of the playoffs obviously after that disastrous loss that they had um but yeah Foyer is impressive uh roquan finishing 11th in points per game uh that's not the worst finish in the world for when you for getting roquan like part of why you draft people number one or you know one or two or three in their position you know is some consistency, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously you would prefer to have him be a top three finisher, right? But finishing 11th, that didn't ruin your team. Presumably Uh, that that's totally fine. We would expect more, but we'll, we'll get to Patrick queen in a little bit, but he kind of stole his thunder uh, a little bit uh, enough so that, you know, he didn't finish with those gaudy, you know, number one ranks and Kyle Hamilton to some, to some regard. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. Bolton, yeah, Bolton's just sad. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's why we often, uh, we often recommend don't go after one of the top, top guys at any of these positions. You can find value later. It's hard to finish in the top five Uh, injuries. I think are really what plagued him. Uh, obviously we have the points per game finish here, not being ideal either. So even when he was playing, he wasn't super great, but you know, injuries, you ruin momentum, you shifting guys yeah. in and out. Um, I was going to go look at our, one of our lovely tools we have on our website to see uh, his playtime. time. Uh, wh- oh, okay. When he was playing, I know the one tool that if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you're, you're seeing all the, the the sheets we're talking about and the lovely tools that we have uh, available. Like and subscribe, all that jazz. You know all you know all the things. Um, so just pulling Ooh, it up oh, here.
0: Bolton was even worse in uh, the the fantasy finishes the weekly tool. Cause uh, well, that also includes a bunch of uh, edge rushers too, but yeah, really, really tough year uh, for Bolton. So, um, you yeah, know, we expect a bounce back. Right. Um, I don't think it's anything to be super concerned about like in dynasty. I wouldn't go, you know, unloading him for cheap or anything like that. Um, but definitely, you know, proceed with caution, I would say, and uh maybe get a little bit of depth there at, at your linebacker spot.
1: Yeah, and when he played, he was getting yeah, about 90% of the snaps, which is you know not the hundred um, percent you'd want. Um so that's that probably, honestly that, that, that's enough that that's enough to knock him down into that you know next tier to be honest.
0: That honestly even surprises me that it was that high because in the beginning of the year even I remember um it felt like you know, Drew Tranquil was was on the field a lot more than than I expected, than a lot of us expected. So it felt like that that damn rotation of hell uh, was back for Kansas City. Um, so the ninety percent, even even sound, you know, just gut reaction feels high, felt high to me. So I'm, that's a that uh, that's good. I think that's a good number, uh, higher than expected. I thought he would have slipped into like the high eighties. Uh, so here at ninety is. Uh, is
1: is is very it it, it probably (laughs) averages out to to mid to high 80s he only played eight games this year though which is like there's no chance i got knocked out to to make up your your lackluster start when you only play in eight games so yeah yeah, dynasty like you said i'd I'd still hold on to him uh there's some question marks about other folks but uh yeah just disappointing year
0: yeah definitely dropped him a few spots um below some people but uh yeah definitely not like a sell sell low or anything don't you know you gotta give the guy a chance to bounce back there uh so yeah the other great thing about most of you know the two two other slash three other guys uh from this tier was uh, like we're talking about playing time you know availability is is very important um and the fact that roquan foyer and bobby i believe played all 17 games um i don't think anyone missed a game between that bunch uh was was super important and and that's why you kind of take the chance or possibly spend up for guys like that because they've shown, you know, to, to be able to, to maintain health um, as well. Whereas, you know, Bolton's still a younger guy was only his third year in the league, you know, not saying that anyone would have, you know, been able to predict an injury, but just when you don't have that track record built up and now we do see that, uh, you know, he's a little susceptible to injury, then uh, you know, that could, that could sway your uh your outlooks here going forward. So for sure. Um okay the overall tier two we'll jump down to. So overall that included Bobby Wagner, Bobby O'Kerrike, uh Fred Warner. CJ Mosley. So, all, all of those guys in uh, into tier two. Uh, you did great on tier two, uh, only having we both had Fred Warner in tier three. Um, I also had Mosley down a tier. Um, as far as their finishes so what again wagner uh finished third at 18.75 points a game uh bobby oh we both nailed and we were both high on it we both like i feel like we both kind of wanted him in tier one but didn't want to get too too crazy um with with that prediction but we were we were both really excited for him so it's very nice to see him finish uh uh, seventh uh, overall, which would be a tier one guy finish for sure. And also a guy who played all of the staffs this season. I don't know about week 18, but at least through week 17, a hundred percent of the staffs played in every single game what a feat and you know nobody was predicting that right uh we thought that maybe you know mcfadden might rotate simmons when they acquired him might eat into the tie. so i think that's honestly probably what what made us you know not fully go ahead with the with the tier one rankings for for either of us um and he just smashed it and played every single possible stat which is awesome but also when a guy does that if he doesn't finish as high as bobby o did that would have been a red flag so it's kind of like chicken or the egg situation here of course if a guy plays 100 snaps for 17 games he's probably going to do pretty well right
1: yeah bobby was definitely one of those ones that i think we it was like a snowball effect between the two of us we just kept talking about it and like every time we we adjusted rankings they they kept getting higher and higher for each one of us independently just because we kept kept the system going kept talking him up uh, yeah, I know for at least if I remember how I did these tiers before, I, I truly thought the, the three people that were in, that I gave tier one, were kind of in a, their own little tier, right? right. So not so sure. much that Bobby O wouldn't finish as a top 10 guy. I think I had him ranked sixth. So pretty dang close mm-hmm. actually. Um, mm-hmm. I got kind of lucky there. Nice. Uh, but you know, it's just like the other three were like a clear tier. Uh, and then this tier two is really the people you want to go after, right? That's where the value comes in where you can mm-hmm. get someone who's not at the top, top, Right, but can mm-hmm. flash some nice things. So yeah, the fact that Bobby O—I mean, he had no one else there in New York. Like he was, he was screaming that uh, the entire yeah. offseason. Uh, people questioned why we had him so high. This mm-hmm. is this is why.
0: <laughs> yes, awesome finish there. Uh, so, guy, we both sort of missed on then right right under him. Fred Warner finishing. Warner finishing at uh, fourth uh, overall points per game at eighteen point uh, seven. Uh, and then CJ Mosley will finish off, finish 16th uh, with just over 16 points per game. So, um, you know, not huge misses there, just kind of be a little pragmatic, you know, Warder we knew was like a super good, like on the field football player. He has one of the best coverage grades, um, of linebackers, which, you know, could mean that he's not going to have as many IDP stat opportunities available to him, um, and this year, for whatever reason, he just capitalized on everything. Of course, big plays and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, Fred Warner is a, a kind of a weirdly polarizing uh, player in the IDP community. I know, obviously, and I think we both agree, from a football standpoint, great, amazing linebacker. Um, but, you know, we when we step back and, and take that view on a guy, you kind of have to say, well, if he is that good of an on-the-field linebacker, Eventually, the IDP stats are going to come with it. Yeah, he's going to now. He might have some lumpier years and not as consistent as some of these other guys from year to year going forward because of again that great coverage skill ability, defending passes, or just not being targeted because he's covering people so well. Um, might lend itself to some lumpy production there um, through the years. But hey, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm definitely uh, raising Warner in my in my dynasty rankings. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And part of the reason why we didn't have him, I didn't have him in the, in the tier two is, you know, Dre Greenlaw being right there and looking at their, their snap percentages, they were on the field pretty much in lockstep. So when, Mm -hmm. when people were being rested, you know, the others were being rested obviously. And then other, other than when injuries were happening. Uh, -hmm. yeah, Fred Warner was always that guy that I would always say, typically he's a, you know, 10 to 14 guy, why he's so, you know, uh, not combative. Why, why people have such hot takes on him being overrated is mm-hmm. people kept drafting him as a top five guy. Right. Which right. other than this, right, he hasn't been, he, he finishes 12 to 15. He's not the same. Exactly. Like, Oh, I drafted him super high. He had my linebacker one. He ended up being more like the linebacker too. It's all mm-hmm. about where you get him. Right, it's up where you that's go exactly the point. Yeah. yeah, and I bet where you were drafting him this year, and I know I did in this league, I drafted mm-hmm. him as my linebacker too. Cause like that was mm-hmm. the expectation that I was going to get. It just so happened that it was way higher than ex- than I was expecting. So this is the mm-hmm. nice part of that. But the thing right. is, he's not going to finish much worse than you know fifteen, which again, right. a lot of a lot of those picks in the middle rounds, like you know, you're you're kind of going for that safety of someone who you know won't torch you but can do this so fred warner's that perfect perfect uh test case uh for that and i'm excited to talk about someone in a couple a couple of picks here who's uh kind of the opposite but yeah let's move on to let's move on to cj mosley i was higher on him uh than you were uh he's yeah. getting up there in age but boy does he just continue mm-hmm. to deliver being the linebacker 16 uh nice. which again is perfect. probably probably within that range like maybe drafted him top 10 guy Um, I guess I was expecting a little more than that but at the end of the day I don't know if you're really going to complain much about ending up with the linebacker linebacker 16 there now I know I I am interested to see his uh finishes over the year because I think he was doing really really well in the beginning of the year uh and then he really tail tailed off there right in the playoffs
0: Yeah, I think that is absolutely the right narrative. So, uh, started the year, week one, meh. um, Then started picking up steam. um, Two, three, four, five were really good. Six was really good. Buy came. No issues after the buy. Eight, nine, ten, eleven was a bad week. Twelve was great. And then from 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 on, like, there was only one, like, good week. If you, it, finish, if you made it, if you made it
1: to your week seventeen championship, he came back. <laughs> but as a, yeah. as someone who had him in in many of my leagues, you know he he was sitting there as that top ten linebacker that you were expecting, and then four four or five, uh, or five out of six weeks that were just brutal. Yeah. Now it, it it is worth noting that he is getting up there in age, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, I say that he's probably my age, uh, but from football age, uh, he's getting up there. So maybe yeah. that's like a Matthew Jujon situation where, you know, the, the season just took its toll. Maybe it was matchup. Uh, maybe you'll be able to get him at a nice discount next year because I'm yeah. assuming people are going to have him pretty low. Uh, just definitely something that we're going to keep an eye on moving forward. Oh,
0: he's going to be soured, soured on a lot of people. I think for sure. Um, a guy missing from our list that we didn't think, you know, would make it to the tier list Quincy Williams' his counterpart. Um, it's funny to look back at this and kind of actually look at the fact because I feel like people are gonna have a way higher um opinion of Quincy Williams over CJ Mosley, but they you know they were only five spots away from each other um here in the weekly fantasy finishes tool. And you can see that Mosley had a pretty brutal stretch himself uh from after the bye week for about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, almost eight, almost half the season. Um, you know, with some not so great, you know, finishes in there, um, after beginning the season pretty much on fire, um, and then had one decent week after the bye week, really. So, um, it, that's going to be an interesting narrative to see, you know, you know, on the offensive side for a couple of years now, it's always been the uh Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton argument, and uh, I think on in IDP. Uh, it's very much going to be, are you a Quincy Williams or a CJ Mosley guy here uh, going forward? So I don't know about that because I've I've been a very, very anti-Quincy Williams guy. So especially for Dynasty, I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. Uh, it's going to be a very, very hard decision. Um, Quincy was also getting, it felt like, the more opportunistic, like pass rushing uh, duty. So uh, Quincy was, was getting, you know, being sent after the quarterback because CJ Mosley is also so good uh, in coverage and just, you know, the captain there. Um, so they were, they were, they were letting Quincy uh, go after the quarterback. So uh, the sacks, you know, definitely favor uh, Quincy Williams. there uh going forward. So uh, very interesting to see, to see that play out there. So, all right. Um, moving on to tier three, uh, a little bit of a larger tier here. So uh, we had Devin white, uh, who we both wanted in tier two, but it looks like our other Rikers uh, nailed that one to, to have him land in tier three on average. So he did finish only 41st uh, at 13 and a half points per game. Uh, so definitely a down year for Devin White where I think we were probably so high on him. Uh, we knew it was a contract year so we thought he might ball out kind of like Josh Allen on the Jaguars did this year to, to get a new contract, but um, I think he's definitely headed uh, elsewhere. Uh, after this year so that's gonna be interesting to, he has
1: to be of no when he was playing when he was healthy he didn't really miss many snaps so it wasn't like it was a lack of opportunity it was not like the bucks you know uh you were know, shortchanging him because they expected sure. no he was he was playing uh yeah. he just didn't he just didn't do jack didn't. And, was... yeah, speaking for me i definitely thought it would be a contract situation uh where he's gonna play his his lights out you know and, and earn that big contract somewhere um I, again i i was expecting you know 10 to 15 range or so for Devin white as someone that people draft like the, the big name uh and then mm-hmm. you know just falls off and boy was i wrong boy was yeah. i wrong I, I don't where did levante david end
0: oh god he was he was amazing he was a top
1: uh oh eight looks like he finished oh in uh points per game I thought he'd be up here. Uh, Yeah,
0: he in points per game, he was uh, nine. I got him at nine nine. in the invitational scoring. So, yeah, a ridiculous year for Levante David. Why am I missing him on this list? Maybe uh, 19th in the weekly fantasy finishes. Um, But, you know, he definitely turned in some very, very crucial and impressive performances throughout the year there. Oh, Um, for sure so, so just, yeah,
1: it's, that, it's just fascinating how it works for both players you know get the same amount of playing time looking at it there they both really didn't leave the field uh just so happened one you know boomed this year and the other one busted yeah
0: um the next guy that we had originally in tier three uh Zaire franklin uh finished the number two uh overall points per game score at 20 just over 20 points uh per game i did have him in a tier two um <laughs> Yeah, I gotta take my victory laps on that one. But um, yeah, I think I got the the hesitation because he really just popped out of nowhere. People remember, these were put together, you know, like you had mentioned earlier in July, right? So we didn't know you know how healthy Shaq Leonard was. That's yep. why he was on this list because he was still a huge name. People were expecting bounce backs, he was still being drafted ridiculously high. Uh, in those uh our, our, friends over the idp show all the basketball drafts that they do like he was still going like probably a top 12 drafted uh or at least top 15 drafted linebacker there so uh that that was kind of crazy so i think you know people were kind of expecting some regression out of franklin with the return of leonard and it just didn't happen so um that that's definitely Franklin's Franklin's job here uh to, to lose, I think, going forward. So uh interesting, interesting finish for him. Um the next are guy you, was
1: well, before yeah. we move on, Ram, are you not worried about uh EJ Speed at all? <sighs> From a dynasty
0: perspective, I don't think so. Yeah, um I
1: don't think so either. I, uh, people on the Twitter streets are all about and Reddit yeah. are all about the EJ. He's Speed so good. Guys. He's so yeah. good. I, I think it's. I'll, I'll look up Zaire Franklin's contract status. Uh, yeah. But I think it's Zaire Franklin. I think he's the guy. Yeah, I mean,
0: so I've seen some discourse on that before. And like, is Indianapolis going to draft linebackers? So, um, one of the other guys. So there's a there's a great Facebook group, um, IDP uh, Fantasy Football, uh, with a group chat, and the, the admin there, Williams, awesome, awesome dude, who is a Colts fan, and he so he's in tune uh, with this team. Um, he was the one giving us uh, crap about Bobby O because he was in tune with Bobby O um, from before, but uh, he you know isn't super high on Franklin from just a uh, football player standpoint mm. uh, so Fra- this is this is the juxtaposition right between fantasy and reality so um you know franklin isn't particularly graded high uh if, if you put a stock into pff grades, um kind of a mediocre middle of the pack type guy so like and, it, and you know my my whole thing with him even though i had him in tier two here i was still kind of a little bit weary because like my narrative on him is it took him you know four years to even step on the field so like right. If you're good, you force your way out the field. Now, I know Shaq Leonard was there and Bobby O was there. So, it's a little tough. But, like, it's just tough for me to believe that a guy that took that long to step on the field and really the only reason he stepped on the field was due to Shaq Leonard injuries and Bobby O leaving. If that doesn't happen, we don't know the names. I hear Franklin. So, like – it's just tough for me to believe in guys whose you know stories are, are kind of like that. And EJ Speed is Zaire Franklin 2.0. We nobody talked about nobody was we didn't know the name EJ Speed until midway through this year. Um because who was oh yeah, because Shaq was still around, kind of right. hanging around. Now, yes, they were pulling Shaq off the field for like third downs in in relief uh for ej speed and there was some buzz going on around that but you know until I, I, that means nothing until you know until he gets a snap share over over a certain point so it's really hard for me to answer that. i mean franklin is definitely going to stay above speed in in dynasty rankings by uh, in mine rankings at least by a hefty hefty margin until we you know get further into the off season and there's news like, uh, yeah. So did you find anything on Franklin's contract there?
1: Yeah. He has one more year, uh, okay. left. Um, so I, I, I'd say f- fully guaranteed in the sense that there's not like a team or a player option. Okay. Uh, obviously we know the NFL, none of that means yeah. anything. Uh, well, yeah, but that
0: also means he's cheap, right? And they're definitely, he, he's
1: in terms of linebacker that production he's cheap yeah Yeah.
0: they're gonna keep that production for for a cheap price tag for sure so like now ej speed moves into you know probably the lb2 role if they don't draft someone or or sign someone but that exists that that could happen um so yeah it's ej speed's gonna remain i'm moving him up he'll probably be in a you know a linebacker five or six range for me i'm not i'm not gonna jump uh, I'm being a little uh, pe- not pessimistic, but like pragmatic on the fact that um, I'm not, I'm not going to react too crazy to you know eight games or whatever it's been uh, for EJ Speed there. So I don't know. What about you?
1: <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm a little concerned about this uh, linebacker group going the way of the Texans. That happened to the Texans this year. Where it's like, oh, you just have a bunch of mid folks, and we, we try our best to predict the linebacker one there. Uh, and then it kind of just rotates over the years. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, Isaiah Franklin has the edge right now because they, I mean, he finished second overall in, in points per game. So you'd love to see yeah. that. So yeah. you're going to see him higher rated. There is enough. Uh, there is enough question there are enough question marks in my brain though to maybe just avoid this all maybe wait later like I, i'll take someone else around that range uh, you can get franklin yeah. probably and if franklin like jumps into the top five then yeah completely avoid him there's there's enough red flags there for me um especially pre-draft i mean after the draft if they didn't get anybody then okay yeah sure mm-hmm. we can kind of have some or, or don't get anyone in free agency we can be more certain about his role uh but yeah there's a lot of red flags there in indianapolis
0: and that's right on the money. I'm I'm just I'm probably not gonna have much that year, Franklin, because you know, people are going to see this another really great finish. Um, you know, he's kind of he he's kind of going the way of foyer, right? With two really strong years here uh yeah. in a row. But um I don't know, foyer kind of forced his way into the conversation, whereas Franklin kind of got lucky with <laughs> injuries and uh people uh leaving um yeah yeah you know, so uh um, dynasty's
1: still high i think yeah, I, I, he's yeah. First, he's
0: still perfect totally agree um so more guys in the tier three here logan wilson who finished 14th uh just over 16 points a game a guy we definitely got to talk a few guys we got to talk about i'll, I'll mm-hmm. finish listening here and then we can, sure. we can jump back and talk uh quay walker uh Finished 23rd, so they a linebacker two, and uh, also had some injury issues, uh, 15 just over 15 points a game. Uh TJ Edwards, uh, big miss by me. Uh eighth, finished eighth overall, uh, 18 and a half points per game. And finishing out the tier, Mr. Cole Holcomb uh finished 45th, uh, 13 points even uh per game. Um, I'm gonna work up here. So Cole Holcomb, we can pretty much knock out quickly. Terrible injury in the middle of the year. Uh, it was he was okay up until that point. Like you know, the points per game don't lie. Like he was fine. Um, nothing special. Uh, I, I I had him in tier four going into the year. Wasn't super crazy. Um, and stupid Elan on Roberts, who I definitely mm-hmm. don't like and still don't like, um, was always cutting into the production, and he was getting all the opportunistic. Uh, plays as well as far as like rushing the quarterback and he was getting big splash plays so um yeah yeah so uh, I don't know Cole Holcomb kind of meh right <laughs> Just a
1: just a miss uh, he had the opportunity there that was kind of similar to uh, the Bobby O it's like someone's got to play a linebacker over there yeah um, and I don't know if there's injuries or just he's not very good it just didn't really work out
0: <laughs> and you just have you have the with the guy and this would have been th- this kind of makes sense in hindsight right you've got TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, um apparently Elan, non Roberts, like heck, Mink like, of Patrick.
1: Like you got bunch in, of big
0: tackles. Getting all the opportunities, especially for in the big play department, right? So unless Holcomb was having interceptions land in his lap, he never really profiled as an edge rusher. So he's he's kind of like Pete Werner, like he's tackles and nothing else, and which is fine as a tier three to four ish linebacker. So right. I wouldn't say a miss even really on him. Um, I, I would say about right three end of tier three, you know, tier four. He probably still deserves to be in that. I, I would probably put him in the tier four, but like, right. You know, he's, he's just tackles he and nothing Ed. else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's Cole Holcomb, TJ Edwards. So Ooh. I was T Tremaine Edmonds, a lot of other people, we're a Team TJ Edwards, including yourself. So, congrats on on that win. That's a win for you for sure. Uh, just an awesome year. Uh, my thing is, I see. I thought TJ Edwards would be very much like a Cole Holcomb and a Pete Warner as well, giving you tackles and not much else. And he just smashed that theory uh, with a with a gigantic sledgehammer. He was getting interceptions, he was getting sacks, and a crap ton of tackles all over the place. So, uh, yeah. What about TJ Edwards here?
1: I mean, it it was either Edwards or Edmonds and kind of similar to the uh, Atlanta Falcons defensive backfield where it was between, what, Jesse Bates and uh, uh what's his Richie dad? Grant. Richie, Richie Grant. Grant. Yeah, it ended up being, yeah, actually both are fine. If you went, it, either guy, whoever is your guy, you ended up being fine, which we'll talk about Jermaine Edmonds uh, in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, TJ Edwards, the Bears have proven yet again that that linebacker, let's call it the linebacker factory in terms of yeah. idp it's like they have two relevant guys yeah. all the time and when someone it's gets crazy. hurt the person that fills in for them is yeah. a bona fide stud linebacker i don't know if it's just because their defensive line is bad so they're they're yeah, letting it's... up like, like getting a bunch of tackles which lead to more opportunities for splash plays or what mm-hmm. uh but the bears are just bona fide linebacker city right now mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I think that's a huge part of it, the stinky defensive line. Uh, you know, they added Montez Sweat, which is going to help for sure, but um... – you know, yeah, having a stinky offensive line de- or defensive line, uh, definitely I think helps funnel. You know, especially running plays, right, uh, up to that second level. So plenty, plenty of tackle opportunities there. So for sure, um, yeah, he's 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 moving on up. I'm probably gonna have him back to back. Tremaine Edmonds, like we'll talk, about, didn't have a terrible year in boys' Forget it. Didn't did miss some time. That's the other thing. Tj Edwards, I don't think missed a game. Uh, me, my name is one in there. Actually, let me double check here. Um, I mean, regardless, no, nah, I don't think he missed a game there. So, nope. Um, yeah, so that's another. You know, availability really, really helps boost some of these guys here too. So, um, going. So yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna have them pretty close to back to back, but definitely probably both of my top like 15 ish guys there. Oh yeah. Um, so then uh, one upper man guy, we were both super. We we both hit and miss at the same time in Quay Walker for the Green Bay Packers. The hit was that Walker's taking over as LB1 over Devondre Campbell, who we'll talk about here later, too. Nailed it. Uh, I think that was pretty obvious um, to both of us, at least. Uh, people still touting and hanging on to a guy like Devondre Campbell. I'm not quite sure why. Um, so, yeah, Quay, Quay Walker definitely grabbed that LB1 role. Um, but injuries so injuries derailed the season a little bit here i mean the points per game finish isn't horrible it 23rd 15 points a game you know that's the lb2 range tier three to four ish is pretty much right on the money so uh but i just would have liked in the games that he played and he started the year off on fire right returned like an interception or a fumble i think for a touchdown with like a billion tackles like out of the gate was like yes this this is looking great and then kind of hit a wall, had the injuries, came back sporadically. He would play one week, missed the next. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie filled in really well uh, in the meantime. But, man, it would have been nice to have him you know, be a little more consistent uh, this year. I think the consistency uh, was, was a big factor. So what do you got on Quay Walker there?
1: Yeah, it's nice. Uh, people watching on YouTube, you see that I had him a, a tier higher than, than Steve did. Uh, <laughs> good for me. But it's funny going back in time because – this was definitely done before I really started on the Walker train. Like I, I yeah. definitely would have probably had him in tier two. Uh, so yeah. I, don't, I don't deserve a whole lot of credit for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think you nailed the, the analysis there. Walker is the linebacker one there in green yeah. Bay. Uh, they had improved defensive line play. So there's fewer opportunities, you know, for mm-hmm. him to really rack up some of those, you know, floor defining, uh, you know, tackles uh, from the fancy perspective from a consistency standpoint. I think he, he was pretty consistent. It was just not, it was consistent on his floor, right? So his consistency, like he, the lowest he scored was eight points is what I'm seeing. Or so uh, he had a bunch of nine points and then he'd explode for a little more than that. He definitely started off really hot um, and it yeah. ended pretty quick as well, or ended pretty nicely as well. Uh, so it's, it's, He was consistent. It was just he was consistently about the linebacker 22. His consistency wasn't wasn't higher, which, you know, he's a young player. We're still learning, Uh, you know, who he's going to be and how the Packers are going to use him. And I think they're still using him or figuring out how they're going to use him because kind of a jack of all trades can be played sort of everywhere. So Mm -hmm. I'll be very interested to see uh, how they utilize him here in the playoffs in the beginning of next year because he might end up being one of those guys that's kind of like a Fred Warner. Right where actually mm-hmm. he's going to end in the 15 to 20 range most of the time, but he's going to have a year where he gets those splash plays and, and catapults up. So I think for me, his dynasty um, is probably dynasty profiles about the same because he is linebacker one. He's young. He has a whole lot of talent, uh, but uh, definitely this year tempers expectations a little bit from the, oh, he can jump into the top five to actually maybe we should uh, pump the brakes there a little bit.
0: I'm gonna have a hot take here. Um, he's gonna be ahead of Nick Bolton for me in, in dynasty oh. rankings. Now I don't know, how, you know, what range that officially is gonna be in. But when I go back and and you know make my adjustments, I think I like I just like Quay Walker's potential. Sure. Uh, I think more than Nick Bolton, and I just don't like as long as Steve Magnolia is there. Um running the Kansas City defense, it's gonna be I'm just gonna always in the back of my head have that rotation mindset and be really scared. That Bolton might have potentially bigger spike weeks um than Walker, but if Walker could nail down that consistency, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really happy. So yeah, that's gonna Taste be my it. hot take already. Starting the new year off, Clay it. Walker over Dick Bolton, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh all right, and then jumping right above them. Um, the last guy we talk about for this tier is Logan Wilson, just kind of a lunch pail ho-hum guy. Like, I yeah, I don't I don't have a ton to say about him. He finished about where we expected there, 14th at
1: 16 that's points. Like why I love this <laughs> yeah, guy. I yeah, love Logan I Wilson. We both yeah. ranked him tier three. He finished yeah. 14th overall. That is who he Perfect. is. Like, that's it, and that's yeah. Fine, that is okay. And it's okay to like people like that. You know, at a certain point, you want someone that's gonna go out there and score points for you, and that's what he does. Everyone hates him. They're like, Oh, he sucks, he's bad. I don't want him. It's like, what are you talking about? He this is who he is. He's the 14th best linebacker, he's not sexy, he just goes and does it, you know. And you know, well, I'll be interested to see where Jermaine Pratt landed. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I'll take Jermaine Pratt at his value over Logan Wilson. It's like, don't do that, like just get Logan Wilson, just don't overpay for him. Uh, right. Yeah, he was right. Where where was he? Um, let me
0: Dr. see if Pratt. I can do it quick. Pratt. 39th. 39th Yeah,
1: Pratt. So. <laughs> go get the guy. Go get Logan Wilson. Just don't overpay for him. Don't expect you know crazy production, and you're going to get yeah. this player each and every year. So I, I I just I love that you can you just plug and play. You know what you're getting.
0: Love it. Yep. I don't have much to add there. ho home, lunch pail guy. Um, All right, our Tier 4 guys. uh, Patrick Queen, who actually finished 19th, uh, 16 points a game. (laughs) Pete Werner, yuck, uh, 61st at 11.2 points (laughs) per game. Followed up by another yuck, Devondre Campbell, 63rd, uh, less than 10 points a game, 9.83. My guy, Tremaine Edmonds, was a Tier 4 guy, but I see, I think, he, yeah, he definitely beat this. Uh, finished That's a 18th. win for you.
1: That's a yeah win for you for sure. Big
0: win. Uh, 18th at 16, just over 16 points a game. Um, and then Shaq Leonard snuck in the tier four, but finished 62nd at 10.3. So I think I think we did really well here, actually. So let's look. I, let's just quickly go through each one. Patrick, we we both had a tier above where the average put him so yep. win for us on that finishing 19th that that was a
1: good call we rock. Pete
0: Werner, tier four honestly probably finished more of a tier five guy uh we'll we'll get it more in depth on him that was i don't know i don't know if you call that a miss necessarily but uh he also again injuries so man uh devadre campbell uh, i actually had him a tier higher so i'll take the l on that one because i thought they both were gonna produce by uh I injuries am. so uh miss on that one but hey tremaine Edmonds. Um, i had him in tier two, uh, but again, the, you want TJ Edwards. I'll, I'll take the win on Tremaine Edmonds. Would have been nice if he didn't miss time. And, uh, you know, they were a little, I mean, they were pretty darn close. 18 versus eight, you know, 18 points a game versus 16 points a game. They're pretty darn close. Um, and then Shaq Leonard, we both had in tier five yeah. and the yeah. others averaged him out into tier four here. So, um, yeah. Is there anyone you want to go in depth on there?
1: Well, and, and part of these tiers, too, are sort of the exercise themselves, right? We were given yeah. 20 names to say split them right. into these five tiers, right? So I wouldn't necessarily – in retrospect – right we, we tried to do our best at the times like yeah. that here are we think of the top 20 but some of those tier five guys were names that are just like big names that we wanted to make sure people were aware that we were not high on them all shaquille leonard and, and jack campbell uh, uh who we'll talk about obviously i second. think we made yeah. that pretty clear about Shaq yeah so, so it, some of right. these folks being being tier four right uh isn't necessarily because we thought they were you know going to be great you know a top Mm -hmm. 20 player necessarily just amongst these folks uh you know they were sort of the tier below so yeah pete warner big miss big miss there i mean i like i i liked him for i just got super animated about logan wilson i kind of liked him in that regard in the sense like oh he's just gonna be an lb4 right he's gonna be a home guy that's gonna get you you know 12 to 15 points a uh, a week mm -hmm. he just didn't do it he just did not seize that opportunity uh demario davis uh just and continues to defy time and age, and continues to crush it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. okay, Pete Warner obviously gets the knock there. Uh, yeah, Patrick Queen, we were both super high on. I hope the Patriots go pay him. Mm. Uh, for oh. selfishly, uh, I can but see that. We we have so many holes. Not the point. Uh, we were both higher on him. Ended up 19. Great, crushed it. Uh, there. Uh, yeah. Same thing with. K- well, no, Campbell. I. At the time of this, right, it was like, okay, I think Clay Walker's gonna take over as LB1. Uh, not sure if Campbell is gonna really do it. Uh, and boy, he didn't at all. Yeah. I, I, I am shocked that he ended as LB63. Like, I, yeah. I truly thought uh, along your lines, like, oh, he'll end up in the 20s. Like, he'll, we he'll saw be them, relevant.
0: we saw them both produce together last year, so that was kind of right. the thinking. That's all
1: right. So, bummer there. Uh, and then he had Tremaine Edmonds. I, I don't know why I had him in tier four. That that doesn't seem right. Uh, Mm. Past me, (laughs) bad bad job. Uh, But yeah, we already talked about this at length earlier. I I think both of the Chicago linebackers are going to end up being probably tier three, tier or like you can do a tier two and a half. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, is maybe have more tiers uh, because you know they're going to be great. But any given week, right? Any given week. But in, in general, no, I think tier four, we we crushed.
0: Yeah. And excuse me, a side tangent. You want to talk about holes at the linebacker position? I'm wearing a black Eagles hat, if anybody can tell, because I'm mourning the the death of our Mm -hmm. season here. It's not over yet. Oh, it's freaking over. My Um, season over. who we already have bad history with in the playoffs. Like, you could just – this is just – perfect for for us to get smashed by the buck so um yeah maybe we'll come and get patrick queen uh beat beat you out in a, in an offer hopefully <laughs> we,
1: we need we need offense more than defense so that's fine true yeah your defense was
0: awesome this year <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good um... Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't think I have anything else on the tier four guys. So that'll bring us to uh, two guys that squeaked into tier five. And these are going to be interesting. I think these might be our longest discussion, um, possibly here. So it was Jordan Brooks and Jack Campbell, who we uh, who both made it into the average of tier five. Um, I had Campbell in a tier four because I thought he would earn uh, more time on the field, and the, the Lions were just not about that life. Uh, this year, they were still giving Anzalone, um 100% snap games. Uh, I think Anzalone missed like one game, and, and Campbell had a pretty decent game in relief. But they were also giving Derek Barnes a, a crap ton of snaps, even ahead of Jack Campbell. So mm-hmm. Dan Campbell is exercising the whole, like, you got to pay your dues type situation here, despite... Drafting a, a linebacker um in the first round. I still am very high on him going forward. I think next year, hopefully, <laughs> I would be shocked um, if they didn't kind of hand the reins over. Despite now, Anzalone's still kind. Of, they just gave him a like three-year contract. Not a ton of money. Um, uh, so I would be shocked if they didn't hand the reins uh over next year to Campbell. So uh, we can start with Campbell because Brooks is just an interesting uh conversation here, especially the timing of when we did these. So uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on Campbell there?
1: Yeah, I think you nailed it. Like I had him in tier five just because rookies, especially at linebacker uh, it takes a real special someone or a whole bunch of injuries to actually see the field enough to warrant being for, I mean, I believe we did this for redraft. I don't think this was a dynasty ranking. I think this was redraft focus. um It takes a lot for him to become relevant and he didn't really see the field other than a few games where there were other injuries, you know, more than yeah. 55, 60%, which is, which yeah. is, you know, actually pretty, this, uh, I'm I'm surprised looking at his snap percentages at how much he played considering yeah. how, you know, little he produced, which, right. I mean, that's just the product of, you know, Alex Anzalone being there. I um, mean, Derek Barnes mm-hmm. doing really well and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, it's obviously dynasty hold. You don't draft someone in the middle of the mm-hmm. first round to not end up playing him. At some point, uh, we I think we just nailed the you know the patience the the, the patience factor there. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Jordan Brooks. <laughs>
0: yeah, so we were very low on Brooks uh, again in July, advising people on redraft content. I think if you were high on Jordan Brooks, you were you were high <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because you know we didn't have a clear picture on his health until. Almost the, the going into, you know, the week one injury reports, like ahead of week one, and, and nobody was really sure, you know, what was going on with his health, um, if he would play and whatnot. So it was a miss from that standpoint, but he did finish uh, the LB 28 uh, at just over 15 points a game, so had a, a, a great I would say great year coming off that type of injury in how late of the season it occurred the previous year. So um, I think people that took chance on Brooks were rewarded uh, pretty handsomely, at least, um, you know, he had some really big spike weeks. Um, so you were rewarded pretty much just with those uh, i know he finished the year a little rough because he, he had injury flare up again there so uh, kind of limped uh, to the finish line unfortunately so that didn't really help you too much at least in your playoffs but hey he definitely you know helped you get to the playoffs especially where you were probably able to to draft in there so um yeah just kind of a really weird experiment there and with health uh, a a top Hit probably five comeback in, in terms of recovery time uh with that type of, of NFL injury there. I don't think anybody expected him to step on the field in week one at all. Uh let alone if he did miraculously to play, you know, on a limited snap basis. And it did take a little bit for him to ramp up his snaps. Um let, let me pull that up here for a bit yeah, like even, the yeah, even even
1: then he he averaged about about maybe eighty percent of snaps which is which is good right but is not uh, but not great not elite uh so yeah obviously the folks that you know went and got him for the name value when they did you know got a got a bit of a steal there um yeah so those watching on youtube 64 Uh, 86 80 77 81 70 95 71 80 it's like a bunch of those very interesting yeah not quite the percentage you'd want to consistently start someone out there and you know we've proven though that it's not about how much you played sometimes it's about you know what you do with the playing time and those splash plays Mm -hmm. definitely helped you uh but in terms of like year over year you know or week over week consistency it's tough to trust Mm -hmm. someone like that so again tip of the old hat if you went and, and picked him up despite our, you know, <laughs> warnings at the time yeah. of that, that uh, particular video back in July. Uh, yeah. Is a medical Marvel that he played and did well. And if we yeah. knew he'd play, we probably would have had him a little bit higher uh, than we did. Uh, but yeah, tip of the hack, Jordan Brooks, I don't know how to handle him moving forward. Yeah. I, I was just going to say the conversation,
0: no the conversation is about, I see like is Bobby Wagner sticking around, like, He's on a one-year deal. I, I would bet they're probably gonna bring him back on another one year deal if he feels like playing. I don't see why he he maybe would He's gonna pull a Demario Davis on us here. Um, and you know what does that mean for Brooks here going forward then? So uh yeah, there's a lot to kind of there's a lot of uncertainty there still. I mean, honestly, LB28 kind of feels about right yeah. um to to place him, and Wagner might be LB like 25. Now, despite a top three finish this year, the the age factor can't be ignored. And, and you know, if you're doing a startup tomorrow, I just can't advise you to take Bobby Wagner as a top five guy here, uh, you know, based on the age. So it's a really, really interesting uh, conversation, um, you know, from a dynasty perspective, you know, the age versus production, you know, linebackers. Have gotten a little shallower um through the years here, especially with the, you know, if you play on MFL and the position designation changes that have happened for, I think the better. Uh linebackers have become a little bit le- more shallow. Um so less easy to replace if you don't grab a, a handcuff or or immediately, you know, have enough money to spend on a on a replacement. Um for you know, when Jordan uh, Devin Bush, when Jordan Brush Brooks goes down, but like yeah, I don't know. It's just a really tough, uh, tough conversation. To, you know, I think we're kind of talking through here on the mm-hmm. show. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, thankfully we have a good amount of <clears throat> offseason to figure it out. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, the, the injury stuff with Jordan Brooks is is no joke. I mean, the fact that I mean, Martin again, modern miracle, it came back. But the fact that the end of the year hurt again, it's just, it just just continues to beat that narrative uh, that he can't stay healthy. And uh, maybe it's you know, maybe there's some truth to it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that takes us to the end. Uh, end here. Um, honorable mentions. Let me, let me just talk about. I mentioned some of the guys missing from the list. Uh, Ernest Jones. Um, I think he's vaulted up. Uh, Dynasty Yankees. Um, our guy Porg. Uh, Brian Hess. Just did a, a really nice uh, article for top twelve uh, dynasty linebackers to to kind of watch in twenty twenty four and Jones is number one on that list. So definitely head to the site, check out that article. It's a it's an awesome article breaking down uh, twelve of the of the top dynasty uh, linebackers to to watch for for heading into this twenty twenty four season. And Jones is deservingly uh, number one on that list. So yeah. uh, you know he's he's definitely someone you know to to invest in going forward here. Um Alex Singleton had a really awesome year. Uh we we weren't kind of sure who was going to officially take over the 100% snap roll. and honestly, he really only got it because Josie Jewell went down um early in the year, battled back but never really reclaimed Uh, The number one spot there, so Singleton remains kind of a meh guy for me. I don't know how you feel about him.
1: (laughs) I I I will continue to
0: say meh. Yeah, I think that's the perfect description for him. So um, yeah, those are just two honorable mention guys that I wanted to touch on. But um, so Jones, yes, Singleton, meh. Um, You know, don't this is that's where you kind of gotta don't chase the finishes. uh, You know, for guys like a Singleton, right, Um, especially in Dynasty. uh especially if you're in a contract league i want to go paying singleton some ridiculously uh long and high value contract that's for sure on the flip side earth shows i very much would do that too (laughs) so um a nice little uh yin and yang there for for two guys that that missed our our tier list here um so yeah uh do you want to sign off for the good folks
1: yeah Uh, Matt record here at M record 21. We have a lot of great stuff going on uh, with the IDP guys slash rebranding. If you haven't heard to IDP plus, yeah, we're hitting this new year running with a whole bunch of awesome video content, a whole lot of great, especially uh, right now uh this time of year dynasty content. Um I know last last year uh we kind of took a little bit of break, you know, after the fantasy season, but this year IDP Plus is going after it hard. There's gonna be daily content uh, across all the different media platforms. So be sure to check us out there. Uh like, subscribe, all that jazz, all that support means a whole lot uh, to us we appreciate it uh and you know to me personally if that matters to you at all I, I, that makes me feel nice so so please uh head over to our site uh, idpguys.org uh, and check us out anywhere and everywhere
0: awesome uh i'm steve thompson aka Santa on twitter and uh definitely echo everything that matt just said there uh a lot of exciting content coming for you for this year in IDP and offense, we've got the offensive points crew, we've got a gambling crew uh, led by the tipster himself, uh, Johnny, the Greek, Uh, just awesome, awesome crew here, uh, bringing you pumping out the the IDP plus content for you. So uh, yes, uh, I remember uh, IDP plus side pod, is our promo code. If you would like to become a subscriber, get access to every single bitty bit of written, audio, visual content that we'll be putting out. Discord with access to our full staff to help you build, help you rebuild those Dynasty teams. I'm not fluffing here. We are chock full of guys that just are thanking us. They're like, I know nothing about IDP. I came in here and I've won my league three years in a row here. Like, we are full of subscribers in that chat. Uh, thanking us for for our help so um not to toot our horn there but we love to help you build and rebuild uh your dynasty teams there so if that's something that you think you might be interested in head over click that subscribe on youtube but more importantly over on the website enter that promo code idp plus sign pod and get 10 percent off a membership so uh we will leave you uh, and hopefully you'll be. We'll be coming back here. We're going to do this, uh, continue this kind of review here at the other positions that we did. So uh, we'll see you soon. And thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.
1: Have a nice week.